<coughs> we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Resonate up. It's time to bear down. Let's, Let's get, get it, fellas. Shout out to Eric and Ryan. Thanks for rocking with us. Welcome to the Bears Centrals. On today's show, we break down the Bears' 24-14 loss against the Green Bay Packers. And A-Dub, I hate that I made this prediction. I had a feeling going into this game that it was going to go this way, brother, but I was hoping that I was wrong, my man. Yeah, I was hoping you were wrong too, man. But you're right. I think uh, going against Aaron Rodgers and Cole, man, it's a tough matchup. History, right? You got to look at history. And that's what I was looking at. I was looking at that record. And, I mean, the man came in here, won the game, and then told our fans that he still owns us. I was like, God damn. The ultimate disrespect. Yeah, the facts are the facts, man. And he has owned us pretty much. So I can't disagree with that. I just hate hearing it. I hate him. I hate that smug look on his face, and I can't wait till they get him out of this fucking division, A-Dub. Man, you and I both, man. Uh, but you know what? He came to play, got his team ready, and um, they were able to beat us today, unfortunately. I wasn't all that impressed by what he did today. I wasn't really all that impressed by the offense. We're going to get into that here in a little bit. But right. based on our last episode, preview pod, you predicted that the Bears will win 24-23. We know which way that went. I made the prediction 26-21 Packers. I was off on the prediction, but I said the Packers will win. I hate that I was right about that A-Dub because this was a prime opportunity, bro, for us to get into that first-place spot there in the division, man. Yeah, it was a huge opportunity here, Perez. And I thought with us coming into this game here, we have been looked like we've been playing well, and um, I thought we can carry it to this next game here. So, unfortunately, did not work out with that. I needed that cold beer, man. I'm telling you, audience, my voice is fried after being out there all day. <laughs> It is Friday, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in you, brother. I can hear it, man. Listen, I left it all out there in Soldier Field. I can't be at a Green Bay Packers-Bears game and not be out there cheering for my team. I was going crazy out there today, man. You always do. We out there together, no matter who we playing against, man. You give it to y'all. Let's review some of our keys to this game before we get into the nuts and bolts of everything. I think you said something along the lines of, Jones and Dylan, you wanted us to neutralize those guys in the flat. How do you think we did there, bro? When they had the opportunity to go in the flat, we did not stop it. I mean, they only had a few of those, but still, when they did it, we didn't do a good job at stopping it. Okay. Then your second key, taking those shots to Darnell Mooney and A-Rob. We didn't do enough of it, Prez. Not enough. Not enough. I would agree with you on both of those. So I would say as far as those keys are concerned, A-Dub, I thought they were very solid keys. I thought we didn't get the job done. My first key was Desai versus Aaron Rodgers. Audience, if you remember, I talked about some of the tape breakdown that I did on Aaron Rodgers. So in this matchup, I said, this is going to be a chess match between Desai and Aaron Rodgers. And I was correct. You guys saw it out there. They were playing a match against each other. You saw Aaron Rodgers. He would come up pre-snap, and he would see what they would do. Then the Bears would get out of that look. Then Aaron Rodgers would make it audible. It was a nice chess match I saw between those two. And for the most part, I thought Desai held up well against Aaron Rodgers today. Desai held up very well. You can see that Aaron Rodgers is really working that clock to try to figure this out, right, to see what kind yep. of coverage we're in. Held him to under 200 yards. He can't go wrong there. My second key, A-Dub, winning the field position battle, what did I tell everybody? Jakeem Grant, the recent acquisition. I know fans were upset with him in Vegas, but the one thing I like about this kid is his aggressiveness, and he will field that punt, and he's going up the field. All he knows is just one direction. 
And I will tell you one thing. He put our offense in really good situations today. That field position battle, we were winning that. The offense didn't get the job done there, but Jakeem Grant did everything that we needed him to do, giving Justin Fields short fields. The offense just weren't able to take advantage of that. No, good point you made there, man, because I was excited to see Grant. When he caught that punt, I was like, oh, this dude is gone. Okay, he going to make something out of this. But no, when he got his first punt for us, what did he do? He took off. I said, yeah, his kickoff returns, 83 yards on the day there. His punt returns actually only 11 yards. But on the kickoff return, he got the job done. That's what we need. He got us that field position that we needed, bro. Yes, sir. So, audience, some of my storylines heading into this ball game. The first one, A-Dub. Justin Fields, first game against the Green Bay Packers and how he would perform, right? So, one of the things that you and I talked about off-air, A-Dub, was the fact that Justin Fields is no stranger to rivalry games. So, he kind of downplayed this rivalry game between the Bears and the Packers. But you got to think about it in college. He went to Ohio State. He's used to these big-time games. What did you think about Justin Fields and how he looked out there on the field in this rivalry game? I thought he looked good at times, Press. But then I thought at times he looked like a rookie. When he played well, he played very well. So you can still see there's some things he needs to continue to work on and get better at. Yeah, and I would say this, man. We're going to have to go with the growing pains. And, and that's what we saw yeah. today with him. But I will tell you this. I feel very confident about this kid going forward. And I think that he's going to hold up pretty well, I would say, as far as Bears quarterbacks when it goes against the Green Bay Packers. Just today just wasn't his day. Right. This wasn't his day to day. But the thing is, he found some things that you can see they can continue to work on that we saw uh, very clear to us. But I think, like you're saying, Perez, down the road, he's going to be totally fine. I have no issues with Justin Fields down the road. One of my other storylines, and this was something that you talked about on the preview pod, and it was just in conjunction with my take on the defense. Devontae Adams. We know he's the key to that offense. That's Aaron Rodgers' favorite weapon. So one of my storylines was Jalen Johnson versus Devontae Adams. And A-Dub, I would say this. Jalen Johnson, hey, he took on the challenge. He shadowed Devontae, but Devontae got the best of him. Devontae got that 41-yard pass on him, and he also beat him off the line of scrimmage. And anybody that watches the Green Bay Packers or watches the NFL in general, you know Devontae Adams has some of the best releases off the line of scrimmage. And he had Jalen Johnson stuck in Seaman on that one play, A-Dub. Yes, he did, man. I was like, damn, okay. All right, calm down, dude. It was just a good move he got uh, Johnson on. So I can't argue there. All you got to do is credit good offense when you need to be. So that's all that was, great offense. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where you just got to give it up. Game recognizes game. And in that situation, Jalen Johnson, we know what he brings to the table. And I salute that kid for wanting that challenge with Devontae Adams. And you know what, Jalen? You gonna get there, bro? Because he's been playing at the All Pro level all season. But Devontae Adams is All Pro as well, so that's what you want. Iron sharpens iron. Absolutely, I'm with you there, Press. And then I think, in the, for the most part, you know, it was like, hey, <laughs> Adams got the best of him. But you know what? He did not quit. No, he did not. He did not. So breaking down the NFC North, and the reason why this loss hurt a little bit is the fact that we missed an opportunity to move up to first place. So with this loss, a dub, we fall to three and three. Now, the Minnesota Vikings win today. They beat the Carolina Panthers 34 to 28. So they move up to three and three. So now we're in a tie with Minnesota. The Detroit Lions, man, I'm telling you, they're a tortured franchise. <laughs> <laughs> they fall A-Dub to 0-6. They lost 34 to 11. They got smacked by the Bengals, bro. Smacked. Hey, you have said on this podcast over and over that, hey, Detroit is Detroit. And sometimes they play well, sometimes they don't. They cannot play a whole game. 
Hopefully their coach can get that thing figured out because last week, man, when he broke down and had a couple tears there in the press conference, which some people had, you know, some they were making some jokes about it. I like the passion of them. And I think they got the right coach. They just need to get some more talent on that ball club, bro. It's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But you know what? I don't feel bad for them. I really don't, Prince. <laughs> so we were losing like that. No one would care about us. Well, I mean, we would never lose that way because we're not the Detroit Lions. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't ever put us in that category, my man. My yeah, bad. My there bad. You, there you go. <laughs> ever. Ever. We listen. We're the better city. But anyway, I'm not going to get off track here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so going into this ball game, we were wondering about some of the guys that we had on the injury list. So we knew that Damian Williams was probably going to miss the game. He did because of the, being on the COVID list. Right. Now, A-Rob was on the injury list with the ankle. He played. Khalil Mack was on the injury list all week with the foot injury. He was a go. And my boy, Hakeem Hicks, returned after missing week five, and he returned back. And you saw that he was that missing cog because there were some times out there in Soldier Field where they would cut in on him, bro, and you could just see that he was in the moment. He was just like, man, I'm about to get in there. I'm about to bust somebody up. So, Welcome back, Hakeem Hicks, because that was definitely well needed here today with uh, with our defense. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, that's what we really miss Hicks said, really, that we were not talking about was around in the run game. So we missed him, that part of it. We missed him with the pressure, getting out there. So it's good to see him back out there. Now, some of the inactives, J.P. Holtz, he suffered a quad injury in week four, so he was on the inactive list. Our boy Caleb Johnson hurt his knee the week before, but he's going to miss a couple of weeks, so he's out with that knee injury. Artie Burns, Kyrus Tonga. Nick Foles, and then Rashad Perryman were all the inactives today going into this matchup. So, A-Dub, initial thoughts with this matchup. So, obviously, we both made our predictions. We talked about on the preview pod our various thoughts going into this matchup. The thing that I was really cautiously optimistic about was the fact that we had some good momentum going into this matchup, A-Dub, because we were on that two-game winning streak. So, I thought, all right. Offense has been playing complimentary style to the defense. So if we can kind of continue that, we might have a shot in this ballgame. And honestly, that was going to be our best chance to win in this game today, and we see what ended up happening. One of the things that gives me a lot of confidence with this team this year is the fact that we know that this defense is the real deal. It's back. They set the tone in this game today. And that's why it makes you realize that if we can just get this offense to just get themselves up to just a little bit of that next level, I think we'll be in a better spot because this game today was a winnable game, eh, Doug? Yeah, it definitely was a winnable game. So uh, just like you were saying, man, I think that's the part that really needs to get better, the offense side of it. I got to get close to side like you have got to give him credit already about what he's done for this defense. I mean, he got he unleashed this team, man, defensively, and they're doing well. So the offense, of course, got to step up. Facts there. Well, you got the quarterback that comes in here, number 12, and he's talking that kind of shit about owning us, and then he backed it up. You know what I'm saying? Because he did, like you said, stats are stats. So when you look at that, my thought to you, A-Dub, is if I was one of those guys in that locker room, bro, and I see the highlight of that, and I hear those comments that he made, that he came onto your field and told your fans that he still owns us. If your pride in that next game in December in Lambeau ain't to go over there and fucking shove that up his you-know-what, then you got no pride in this Bears-Packers rivalry because when I saw that, I said, this man ain't got no respect. But at the same time, the competitor in you, that shit has to strike a nerve. 
Yeah, it has to strike a nerve for sure. And I look at when he said it and when it happened, right? He said that he scored a touchdown, right? That he ran in there and he made that comment. So it's like, okay, the you know, tensions are rising high, you know, he's excited. Yep. But guess what? You're right, Chris. We got to return that favor. And remember this moment of how this guy reacted. Yeah, not only remember this moment, because I agree with you, a but go to Lambeau Field, get that W, and then y'all remind him that, listen, we ain't no little brothers out here. Now, you came to our stadium and talked that shit, so here you go. Take this one. And I hope <laughs> that defense remember the words. I hope they do. I hope so, too. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sport Contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets if they win. You win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, this offer is only for new customers. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. All right, A-Dub, in this game today, you knew the Bears were in trouble when what? I knew they were in trouble when Justin Fields threw that interception press, when we all probably thought it was a neutral zone infraction, it was like, what the hell just happened here? And the thing is, we threw that interception. It's like, where were you throwing it to, really? You know? So to me, that's kind of like changed everything for us. We had momentum, and then we just lost everything from there. That's a fair point. I think in defense of Justin Fields, because I agree initially when it happened, and I saw that he just threw that thing up for grabs, I'm like, what the hell was he doing? Who was he throwing it to? But then when I saw the replay at the stadium, I saw that Kenny Clark jumped off sides, but the ref didn't call it. So right. Justin Fields thought he had a free play in that situation. That's why he took the shot. The refs never called that penalty. And that really, to your point, I agree with you, because that turned the momentum. Because at that point, we was up 7 nothing. We had the short field, right, because of a nice return. And then when that thing happened, I was like, fuck, man. That really took the win out of the sales. Because there was an opportunity there, A-Dub, that we could have went up 14 nothing if we would scored there. That's the point right there. Being up 14 is a lot of pressure on Green Bay. No matter how we look at it, no matter how we slice it. But it didn't work out that way. But I will say this. I'm not one to make excuses, but that officiating crew today, they were awful. That was a really, really bad officiating. Now, I've seen a lot of calls go towards Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers' way, but this shit today was just unacceptable. And I hope that Nagy and his crew We'll cut up some tape from all of those missed calls and send that shit to the league office because whoever was on that officiated crew, they need to be written up because they were fucking awful. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, even with that, we still had a chance. But I hear your point, though. Referees, you got to do your job. You got to do your job excellent, especially with a game like this. Listen, 
you don't need to be helping Aaron Rodgers out anymore because at that point, we had a chance to have him on the ropes, a dub. And that's the part, that's why I agree with your point because yeah. we were rolling. And even your boy Money Moon said it after the game. They asked him, he said, dude, he said, we had the momentum going, we was moving the football. And he said, that just stopped everything. And it did. You could tell, not only did it take the juice out of the stadium, but you could tell that just the players, the defense was back on the field again. It just, it just sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone looked out of sync right after that press. It's like, man, we got to figure out how most of again. No, yeah, I hear you. So now, okay, let's go into it. Looking at this game on offense, what did you like about the game plan before you get into what you did not like about the, the game plan? Uh, what I liked about the game plan is that we still was going to stick with the run. We right. weren't going to abandon no matter what happens, Perez. And I like that fact of, of Bill Lazor, how he was calling the plays. We did a good job with that sticking to the run. And as a matter of fact, Herbert executed. So for me, I thought that was good. Hey, Dub, this is the thing that you and I have been talking about. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, running the football. That is our blueprint. That's our identity. We Matt Nagy's been trying to figure out the identity for this office for four years. We know what that identity is. We run the football. The offensive line was opening up holes today. Khalil Herbert was doing what he needed to do in there. As I mentioned on last week's show, when David Montgomery gets back in here, this is going to be a nasty one-two punch between David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert because they complement each other well. I love Khalil Herbert's running style. And I've been telling you that since training camp, bro. I love his running style, dude. He's physical, and he's got great vision, bro. But I'm telling you, that was one of the things that I really liked about the game plan because they were feeding the ball to him, especially in that first quarter, A-Dub. He had almost 30, 40 yards rushing, from what I recall. Yeah, man. And the one thing like that you missed about his running style, Perez, is that he'll go to what the, what the play calls, right? He'll go to that hole. But if it's not there, this he dude don't mind going to <laughs> – Exactly. He don't mind bouncing out, man, and going a different direction. It makes them out of nothing. You know, something similar to Montgomery in a way, but it's differently, you know? But the thing is, that's what you like about him. You got two good running backs, and they run different styles. Yep. Now, one of the things that I liked about the game plan today, and this is something you know I've been pounding the pavement about, we got the tight ends involved, eh, Doug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finally. Finally, right? Cole Komet was involved in the offense. I'm like, man, did you forget you guys drafted him in the second round? Come on now. Man, that leaping catch he made to set up that touchdown in the fourth quarter, I was like, I see you, Cole. I see you, bro. Yeah, Cole came to play, man. And matter of fact, I'm just happy they got him involved in the game as well. So he was getting some separation. So I got to give him a lot of credit, man. I was just happy to see that happen for him. And hopefully it could continue for the next game. Okay, so I mean, let's let's think about it, right? We talked about it last season. Cole Commit's going to be the key for this offense over the middle, running up the seams. And today, today he showed that he could be that threat in his offense. So this was a very encouraging sign. I really like the fact that they got him involved in this ball game. Jimmy Graham, he only got one target, and the pass that he was targeted on, he never had a chance to catch it. I still don't know what's going on there, eh, Dub. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I think uh, Graham's just here just to be a mentor at this point, Prez. So I think now it's more of a commit that's really going to take over. That's a very expensive mentor. I think that's a mismanagement of talent. <laughs> mismanagement of talent. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> so what on the flip side of that, A-Dub, what did you like about the offensive game plan today? Um, what I didn't like is I'm pretty much going to call out Justin Fields on this piece of it, though. You know, we kind of overthrew a little bit. We didn't really execute on some of the plays from an offensive standpoint. We had a chance to pass the ball. So I would just say that's the part of that game I really didn't like. So in regards to that performance, did you think that there was times that he held on to the ball too long? Because that was something that I thought. He took some sacks there when he didn't need to. So what were some of those 
Yeah, and what I thought about that, Prince, is that he had time to throw the ball at times, and then what he would do, he would take off. I'm like, ah, it's too early, you know? You still got a little more time in the pocket to make something happen. And I thought sometimes he would lose his wheels sooner than he needs to, right? So I think you got to read the defense a little bit better around that part of it and know when that pocket really closed up to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, I, so, I, yeah, and I'm glad you kind of elaborated on that a little bit. So when I look at Justin today, all I just see is the fact that this is probably why Nagy was a little, you know, gun shy to, to go to him. But I think these games are so valuable for his development because we're seeing every week that he's starting to do more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I thought in today's game, he looked comfortable out there. He showed some signs of progress. But again, yeah. there was a lot of growing pains that you saw out there. But this is my <laughs> this is my feedback though, A dub. I don't think that he was helped today by his offensive line. And definitely wasn't helped by his coaches. Because one of the things that I did not like today was that we went away from the running game. The running game was working, dude. And then they started throwing the ball. Then they started to do little stupid shit. And that's when I'm like, all right, something getting tinkered with. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and try to play the naggy versus laser shit because I think that's lame. All I know is that something was off. If you got something that's working and Khalil Herbert was running that football well, you stick to what's going well. You're right. We could have run the ball a bit more effectively. But the other part you mentioned that I thought that was critical, too, was part of the um, offensive line. Because when he rolled out on one of those plays there, press, I was like, the line broke down too soon. And then the receivers was nowhere to be found either. So when he took that sack. Yeah, well, that's part of the, the scheme. The routes yep. that, they, that they dialed up, poor routes, the play design. There was that play there in the fourth quarter where they rolled him out. Uh, I believe they rolled him out right. And they rolled him right into the strength of the damn Packers defense. And I'm like, all those receivers are all running routes in the same area. That play design was awful. And that's what I'm trying to say. When I think about some of the calls that they made, they didn't do this kid any favor. So I do agree with you that he had some struggles in this ball game, but they could have done more to help the kid out a little bit. They could have done more. And you know what? That's a learning opportunity on their part now, right? That, hey, look, in some of these games, you got to change up quickly. You know, you can't stick with certain things that it's not going to work. So you're right. Good point there. And also the penalties. I mean, I can't get away from that uh, part. I know I came after the officiated crew. Man, we made a lot of mistakes. So this is my thing. I was pissed off by the officiated crew, but we also held our we also had our part to play in that as well. So it just sucks, man. It just sucks. Blocking in the back, you know. Oh, that pissed me off on that damn punt return. That shit hurts. Yeah, there are certain things in the game, right? That there's not many. There's no reason for those kind of errors to occur, right? Especially in a big game like this year, because you know Green Bay will come back and use that against you. So we got to know these kind of things, Fred, but come down to penalties like that because it does come back to hurt us. Yeah, you cannot give uh, Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay team second and third chances because this changed the momentum, and it changed the momentum for good because once they tied that game up, then they just went on a run. Yeah, it was, it was like no looking back at that point for them. Yep. So back to the point that you made in regards to Justin Fields, I do want to kind of chat through about him a little bit more. So I thought that he was a little inaccurate today. I thought he had a little bit of happy feet there. I did like, though, A-Dub, when he got outside the pocket and got got out there in open field and made plays with his, with his legs. I would love to see him do that a little bit more because I think those opportunities are there. And I think there's times where he's trying to go through his, his progressions and stay in the pocket a little bit longer. And I saw that today in the game, but then I also saw, hey, when some of those plays are breaking down, Justin Fields was doing what he needs to do. And that's what I want to continue to see him doing. We need that because right now in offense, we need every 
little bit of fucking momentum that we could get. And I thought that he gave us a little juice at times when he was making some of those plays out of the pocket. Yeah, I think you're right with that part, Brace. I just think it's all about timing of knowing when to do it and when not to do it, you know? But I think it's something with him making an adjustment around that part of it. But also, I got to think as well, when it comes down to him making those kind of plays or running with the football, it's like, hey, you got to know if you can beat a guy, right? You can't just assume that you can beat everybody. I think it's, there's a limit to that. Well, the problem is, is that this ain't college. This ain't Ohio State. You know, right. so in, in college, Justin Fields obviously runs a 4-4. He can get around the corner on those guys. In NFL, you got 280-pound linemen that run four fives. So I think <laughs> right. that's also he's learned about the speed of the game. So that's something yep. he's going to have to learn to work through as well. That's the main point right there, bro. And I think he's going to figure out, you know, down the road, of course, you know, but that's the learning pain that you go through as a rookie quarterback. Yep. So, okay, let's talk about the defense now. What did you like about the game plan there? Because obviously I talked earlier about the fact that I liked how Desai was playing chess with Aaron Rodgers. Kept him under 200 yards for the game, and I thought we did a pretty good job there shutting down that running game. What were some of your thoughts there on the defensive game plan? I like the game plan that you mentioned, Perez. You hit a very good key about the side in that chess match. I thought the side was mixing things up, you know, to try to throw Aaron Rodgers off. And what that did, it caused guys like Quinn and Mack to get in there to pick up sacks, right? So I thought that game plan like that, what he was doing there, was working. No, that's a good point there. And I would say that Green Bay offense – we see what that offense can do. We see what has been able to do in the past the teams. We got to Aaron Rodgers, sacked him three times in his ball game. So to your point, and outside of that one forty yard, forty one yard pass that he threw to Devontae Adams, his longest pass I think was like fourteen to fifteen yards. I can't remember exactly, but the thing is, that deep ball that they like to do, it wasn't there today. And I give that credit to the side. I give that credit to the secondary because they were where they needed to be. They did not allow him to have those looks and that pass rush. It kept Aaron Rodgers off kilter. He had to get rid of the ball a little quicker. And, you know, as I always say, he likes getting rid of the ball quick. He sure did, Perez. And to me, I thought that was cool for us. Like, if he's not to throw the ball that quickly, and a matter of fact, we actually held pretty good for the most part, right, when it came to that. The size continued to show you why he deserved to be this defensive coordinator. And it gives me a little reason to be even more confident about this team going forward, A-Dub, because like I said, Sean Desai was just great as far as his game plan against Rodgers. The offense just needed to do more. And if the offense could have mustered a little bit more, we had our shots in this game. Even when the momentum left, we still had our opportunities in this ball game. No, you're spot on, Perez. The only thing that really hurt mostly from a defensive standpoint really is when we scored our second touchdown, how quickly it came back and scored. That's the only bad thing I really can say about our defense in that game. And that was the thing, too, for me. When we came down and got the score, what, 17-14 at that point, 17-14. And like you said, Rodgers and company got the ball back, and they drove it down the field effortlessly, right? So when I was looking at the coverages, I was looking at how far we were backed off off the receivers a little bit. Then we were alternating and we would go back up on the receivers a little bit, but then they would catch us slipping and they would run the ball down the throat. So it was just like they were just playing chess. And on that drive there, Aaron Rodgers defeated uh, uh, Sean Desai. It was just textbook Aaron Rodgers on that drive. Yeah, and I think just seeing him run that ball in the end zone, I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. That just pissed me off because he won the chess match. We made a good, you know, um, play by, you know, stopping the flat, going left. And what ended up happening is you saw Aaron Rodgers running right and scoring that touchdown. Oh, it was wide open. It was wide open. Wide open. Yep, wide open. And I, I saw that Eddie Jackson got a little forearm shiver on Aaron Rodgers at the end there. But I said, you know what, Eddie? <laughs> I, 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 I see. I feel the vibes. We were frustrated, too. I was like, shit, whatever. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I wasn't mad at him on that part. I was like, hey, man, look, we all mad right now. Yep, yep. All right, A-Dub, let's give out some game balls. Offense, who's getting your game ball, bro? My game ball goes to Herbert. I know you picked him last week, Perez. Yep. I'm picking him this week, man. All the good. The kid held it down. He held it down for us today. I will say this. He done better than I thought he would do. And um, I'm telling you right now, we could have went to him even more, like you said before. So I got to get Khalil Herbert um, his uh, shout-out here. And um, the kid ran hard. He made some good plays. And, man, he's nice. Dude, you already know how I feel about this kid. I double down with you. He also gets my game ball. He was the entire offense for us today. Not going to lie to you. There was a bright spot there with Cole Komet. But for the most part, this guy ran for almost 100 yards. He only had 19 carries. I thought there was opportunity where they could have got the ball in his hands 25, 30 times if they wanted right. to. So, and he even got a touchdown too. So, yeah, it's a great point there. A lot of us were wondering, hey, how is this offense going to look now with our top two running backs out? So, Khalil Herbert showing you, hey, I'm just as good as these other guys, so you can count on me. But it also shows you that that Bears offensive line, at least uh, running the football, they do what they need to do to fucking open up those holes. So I give them a little shout-out, too, there. Yeah, that's a good shout-out, Perez, because you're right. They were opening up some holes. You can see Herbert. He was like, hey, look, I'm going to get through this. You guys open up give me a little daylight. I can make something out of it. And he was. Yeah, and he bounces off of tacklers. And that's that, that low center of gravity, that strength that he has. So I'm telling you, this kid here, man, the sky's the limit for him, bro. He got a bright future ahead of him, Perez, a bright one. Yes, sir. All right, defense, who's getting your game ball, bro? Defense of me, I'm gonna go with Quinn. Gotta go with Quinn. All right, um, all right. Nine four. I, exactly. I thought Quinn was applying some pressure for us. Even when he wasn't getting the sack, he was still making things happen. Where he's making um, you know, Rogers throw a little quicker, a little sooner, press. But he was out there, man. So I gotta give Quinn credit. He did pick up a sack as well, which I thought was good. So critical one at that. But man, I gotta give Quinn his props, man. The guy been applying that pressure. Yeah, you know what, Adub, <laughs> I, I don't want to repeat things that I said before to you, but man, Robert Quinn. We put him on our list of guys that we needed to perform this season of 2021, and he is definitely doing what he needs to do out there. And Robert Quinn, keep that shit up, bro, because I'm telling you, I love every week that we see 94 in that backfield making shit happen out there. Exactly, Chris. And what he's doing differently, he's not just going straight through the edge. He's cut up the damn middle, too. Like, look, I'm going to go this direction as well. I got to give Quinn a surprise for even analyze his own game and see where he can be most effective. And this is the thing, too. I think we got to get past the point of being surprised about his performance and just get to the point now where we should just expect week in and week out that he's going to make plays. Yes. Because I'm telling you, he was out there doing his thing, not only just in the passing game, but in the running game too. And that was an area where I criticized him last year for his play. He got taken off the field a lot in running downs. Well, guess what? In this, in this ball game today, Robert Quinn was showing up in all phases. All right, I'm going to give my game ball to my boy Khalil Mack. <laughs> 52 reasons, baby. Yes, sir. This man has played his ass off all season. The guy has probably hasn't practiced much at all. He's been laboring with that foot injury, but I'm telling you, A-Dub, when he gets out there on a Sunday, you can't tell that this man is injured. He's out there for his team. He's going to strap on the helmet and get out there and play. And guess what, man? The boy is telling you that he's elite. I know that these people around the league, they want to sit here and play games with his name and say he's overrated. Some people in the fan base want to say that nonsense. Shut up. Cleo Mack is that dude. Having him in that lineup, he wreaks havoc every motherfucking week, bruh. Big time facts there, Chris. Cleo Mack. 
man, he was on attack today. I got to give him his props for his. He and Quinn together, they just look great together, man. So this is what we wanted last year, but we're getting a whole hell of a dose of this this year. We are. And guess what? We deserve it. And I look forward to seeing how it goes because with this stretch of games that are coming up, we got Brady and the Bucks coming up, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. We're going to need that pass rush because Brady is that pure pocket passer. We need to make that guy uncomfortable in that pocket, bro. All right, A-Dub, who's your bear down, your underperformer for week six? I got to go with Gibson, my underperformer. Okay. I mean, the missed tackles for his, yeah. I don't like that part of it. He had a chance in the flat, you know, I think with um, – when uh, Jones caught the ball in, in the flat. He was actually right there. And yeah, he got ran time. over. Yeah, yeah I'll say, come on, man. You are right there. So those kind of things like that, Perez, we can't have our safeties making those kind of mistakes. I mean, this is the thing, bro. <laughs> he struggled at the most inopportune times. So to your point, <laughs> on that play, come on, bro. <laughs> he had, like right. you said, he had him dead to rights, bro. Wow. Man. And then you go dive at the man's legs. And then you yeah. miss. What the hell is that? I said, talk with a guy. Don't dive at him. <laughs> See, that's the problem, man. We we diving in people's legs. Hit somebody, bro. Come on, man. You guys can tackle better than I know they can, man. I know the side was thinking up in the box, like, what the hell are you doing on this play? It was a it was a nice play. Write that checkmate, right, Press? You talking about him with the side? Checkmate, yep. we right here. Make yep. the tackle. Make Next the play. fucking tackle. Let's go. But nope, didn't happen. So that's a good underperformer. So Tyshawn Gibson, A-Dubs, bear down. Mine, and it's not going to be a surprise for anybody that's been a listener of this show. <laughs> Mine goes to one Eddie Jackson. <laughs> A-Dub, just for once, i like to see this man make any sort of a game change of play. Now, what happened to the Eddie Jackson that we used to see in the end zone, scoring touchdowns, making plays happen out there, leading those celebrations in the end zone? What happened to that guy? Because the guy that we got now, we don't we know he ain't gonna tackle no damn body. But now that he right. don't make no plays, he's being paid like an elite safety, but he's not giving us that performance that he's won. And I'm telling you, bro, it is sickening when I see four involved in a play and it's a missed tackle or somebody's running and he's trying to make a weak attempt at the ball and they get another 10 yards because he's not fucking tackling someone. I'm sick of it, bro. He's not being like you always call it press, that ball hog. It's like, you're not nowhere near the ball when it's in the air. Like, where are you at? So that's why I wonder when Eddie Jackson, like, come on, man, you got to be able to make some plays out here. You're getting played like Fred said, those top dollars to execute, and you're not executing that well. Dude, they paid that man based off of the fact that he was taking the ball away and putting points on the board. He's not doing that. And now, look at this game today. Y'all saw that play when fucking Adams had the ball. What was Eddie Jackson doing on that play? <laughs> He had a chance to pick off Rodgers in the game. What happened on that play? Those are the things you expect your safety that's being paid almost $60 million to make those plays. Eddie, I'm tired of having to keep saying shit about your play. You know it pays me, A-Dub. I was a huge Eddie Jackson fan up until like fucking 2019 when I said, man, what happened to this guy? What's going on here? Right. It pains me to have to make these fucking statements about him. But listen, truth hurts. Eddie, you sticking it up in 2021, bro. Yeah, he's sticking it up. For, I mean, he's sticking it up for sure. And the thing is, you hit on a lot of good points there, Prez, the battle, man. And for me, it's like, if both of our safeties not playing well, Prez, we're shot down, right? We're asking our cornerbacks to do so much. You just called out a safety. I just called out a safety. 
come on, man, this can't be good at all, right? So, but most part, like you're saying, Eddie Jackson, he has to be the core out there. You got to be, you're our money, man. We're looking at you, 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 and you. Get those interceptions and get to that damn ball. I'm also going to give a little bit of fucking underperformance to that officiating crew. I'm not done with you, motherfuckers. I know it's a little weak sauce for you to blame officials. I get it. But I'm sorry, bro. I got to say something about this. There was multiple times in this game that they were spotting the ball in the wrong place. They were missing fucking timeouts. How about the play where Justin Fields calls timeout? They miss him calling timeout. They call delay a game on us. What the fuck? Yes, that hurt. You can clearly see Justin Fields calling a timeout, Prez. The, the referees need their ass kicked on that play because that was a critical play in, 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 the, in the ball game. You, you, can't, you can't miss that, you know? And I think, the matter of fact, the referee looked him off. So, come yeah. on, man. Come on, man. And I'm just going to say, it was awful for us, but they made bad calls on their way as well. I just thought this officiating crew, they were just god-awful. How about the fucking play with Aaron Rodgers? He grabs fucking Mario Edwards' face mask. They called nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the ref was tripping today, man, on but both they sides called, of the equation. But they called him sportsman like, oh, fucking Mario Edwards Jr. They did. It was like, man, you know what? You know, they're going to protect you know, Aaron Rodgers to a certain extent. You know how it go, Prez. They love Aaron Rodgers. They're going to try to protect him a little bit. So calling that play, I didn't like it, but you know what? It is what it is. But it just shows that crew need to be better, though, for sure. And listen, I understand that from time to time, A-Dub, you're going to have bad calls. You know, these guys are human. They're going to make mistakes. But this shit overall was just awful. And they need to go back to getting some full-time officials because this crew here, my goodness, bro. Ooh, don't order room service tonight. <laughs> They're probably on their way out of town right now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> They're on their way out, man. So looking ahead to week seven, A-Dub, we got Tom Brady and those Tampa Bay Bucks. And you know that Tampa Bay offense. They've been rolling. Right? Right. You got Brady. You got those weapons with Evans and Godwin and, and Brady and Howard. Gronk's been out. Antonio Brown. They got weapons. And then that Tampa Bay defense is loaded as well. So looking ahead to this matchup, A-Dub, how are you feeling and what are you thinking? You know what? I'm feeling pretty good, friends. You know what? Because I see vulnerability on, them, on that part as well. And the reason why I say vulnerability is because I still feel strong about our defensive line, man. The way we played today, Defensive line, I think we can carry that over to the next game, man, to where we can get to Brady. So Brady's going to have to be precise and make some good-ass plays, man. He's going to have to be great to beat us. Fair. Now, I will say this. When I look at opportunities for improvement for this matchup, I think it's going to depend on Justin Fields having a really solid week of practice, those guys getting in the trenches with him, and dialing up plays to put him in positions where he can make plays. Call it plays where he is not putting himself in, in danger of being hit because there's still so many times that this franchise quarterback of ours is taking hits unnecessarily. He's taking yeah. some shots in these ball games, man. He's and, taking some hits. Yeah. And so I hope that that's an area that they clean up a little bit. Keep him clean. Like, let's stop letting this kid get hit so much. I don't like seeing that. Now, the passing attack. We got to get better there. There's no yes. way that Allen Robinson and Darnell Moody are not putting up better numbers than what they're putting up. Darnell Moody should have at least five to eight targets a game, without a doubt. A-Rob should have at least 10 targets a game. It's not happening right now. We got to up the ante on offense. We got to put the pressure on these opposing defenses. Because right now, they can pretty much play us with understanding that they're going to run the football 
we don't think Justin Fields can beat us. That's what teams are going to start doing. Absolutely, Prez. You hit it nail in the coffin right there. It's us and our passing game. You and I are not worried about the run game. We've been great. Right. We haven't. We've been great. From Herbert to your boy Montgomery, you know, Williams, we've been good there. But you're right. We've got to make some good plays with these guys we have. We have some two good wide receivers. Matter of fact, we have Bird as well. It's like a good one. We got some wide receivers. We got to utilize these guys effectively. And you hit a good point about putting Justin Fields in the right position to execute that. He did it at times in this game here, but not enough. We need no. more of that. And we got to score more than 14 points. Point blank. Exactly. Point blank. Yep. But again, we can't get away from what works because we saw what worked in that first quarter. We had a winning formula. We got away from that. You can't get away from that against Tampa Bay. If it's working against them, keep doing that shit. Keep doing it. Now, with Williams coming back next week, one of the things that I'm looking at, A-Dub, in this matchup is how many touches does Khalil Herbert get? Because I want him to continue to get keep getting the football like he's been getting it. Because I'm telling you, I love the way this kid runs the football, bro. Yeah, man, I'm with you, Brez. I mean, now that we get a little good dose of him these past couple of weeks, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to turn it off. Hey, let the fossil continue to run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let the guy continue to get some touches, man, and let him run the football. Because um, he's shown us that, hey, he's effective with it. Let him do it. Yeah, but he's definitely earned additional playing time. And yes. listen, Damian Williams is a solid back too. But I'm telling you, with the way that Khalil Herbert runs, I think he's a better fit for like the style of this offense and the physicality that we like on this offense. Damian Williams is more of a finesse back, which is cool because he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which is going to be a great dimension as well. But Khalil Herbert, I want him to get another 20 carries next week so bad. Man, Prince, I hope that happens, man, because you're right. This kid actually just showed us that he can carry the load. I was worried about that at first. You know, I know right. he had some talks about that, but yep. I'm not anymore. I think he can handle it. You know, he's not doing kickoff return. We let Grant do it. So, like, right. let the guy go ahead and give us the dose. Let him feed him. Shit, let him eat. He wanted to. Yep. But it'd also be interesting, A-Dub, looking at how Desai matches up with Brady. Because now we got another legend of the game at the QB position that we're going to be facing. And I'm telling you, Sean Desai, boy, he's getting baptized because now this is a, yet another <laughs> matchup. I feel confident because on our end, we got the guy that's going to go in the lab. You know how Nagy's always talking about looking at the tape and breaking the tape and figuring it out? No, Desai, that man, he goes and breaks that tape down and figures it out. So I feel confident that he's going to come up with a really good game plan to neutralize Brady and those weapons on offense. Absolutely, Perez. And I think the difference between Brady and Rodgers that Rodgers' mobility, right, was a bit better, a lot better than he is. So you're going to see probably Brady mostly in that pocket. I'm not, I don't anticipate that guy taking off a lot like Rodgers would do. So that could actually vote well to our favor. Now, I do got a, one thing to tell you before we get out of here. So you know your boy, Big Dave, Big Brian Dawn fan, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> tell me why this man texted me when they scored that touchdown and he was like, hey, Perez. Ain't no coincidence that Ryan Ryan Nall's first series he gets in the game, we score a touchdown. No coincidence, right? And I said, Big Dave, stop trolling, man. Stop trolling. Enjoy the fact that we closed the gap here. Get out of here. Get off my phone. Leave me alone. This is what, this is what I'll say to Big Dave. Money Moon! The bank was open, baby. It was open, man. I just wish it had been open longer. I just wish it would have been open longer. <laughs> That's all. That's the only thing right there, friends. I wish to, man. It's been open longer, though. But you know what? We're on our way up. Audience, I thought we gave a good effort, especially defensively early on. But when your offense can't get it done, D 
these are the results that we're going to have. Now, I'm not surprised that we lost this game. I thought we had our shots. We had our chances. We were going up against not only the Packers, we were going against the officiating, and we also was going up against the fact that our offense wasn't as effective as it could have been. So now we're 3-3, three and three, going into a pivotal road game against Tampa Bay, Dub, and I'm telling you, we do not want to drop the 3-4. and four. We got to do what we got to do here because this division could get away from us very quickly. Yeah, it could. I would hate to see us going three and four, you know, uh, on, on the season. So, but you had a good point for us to talk about our passing game, man. That's going to be a critical part. We saw some good things today, you know, with that. We saw your tight ends, like you mentioned, about getting involved. Hopefully we can continue to thrive off this. Yeah, and make sure that we design plays to target Darnell Mooney and A-Rod more. We got to open this offense up a little bit. Score 14 points in the NFL is not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. We got to do more because the most frustrating part about this game was that the Packers didn't even play their best ball game, and they still right. won. <laughs> That's true. That is so true, Perez. And I didn't think they did enough to really slow us down. I thought we did more to damage to ourselves. Of course. We beat ourselves. Yep. And the officials had a little bit to do with that, too. <laughs> I ain't done with you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I hear you, friends. <laughs> All right, A-Double. Listen, man. This game here dropped us to 3-3 three and three on the season. Tough loss. But we're going to regroup. We're going to head down there to Tampa, and we're going to see what's good. Audience, we're going to holler at y'all Wednesday. We're going to have a preview pod, and we're going to hit y'all with that winner's circle. Hey, man, salute to us. Going to this next game, I think we may be able to pull it off. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. But audience, man, we appreciate y'all. And we are out. Thanks for listening to the Very Centrist Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our show. Bears Nation, come down with us. <laughs>